undisclosed location high in the hills of Hollywood. This is the Longshot Podcast. Uh, please ignore the leak that's coming through the ceiling. It's coming in at a uh, different rate, different uh, sound quality. Uh, oh, there it goes again. It's dripping on my face. <laughs> I'll have to clean this up later. Anyway, we got an episode of a show called The Long Shot that we're recording um, for you to listen to. So um, I'm getting the, the getting the, uh, the, the the direction to stretch this out. And so I'm going to take that very seriously. And that's enough, though. I should record this again, right? No? Okay. Um, well, I guess we'll get to the point where we introduce the host of the show. His name is Sean Connery. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good day, good dusk, good night, good noon, good desk, goodbye, and good riddance. See you next time. This has been The Long Shot. <laughs> Welcome to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. I am your host. My name is Sean Conroy. With me today... On the show, the light at the end of the rainbow. Amber Kenny is here. Hello. I didn't believe that any of those were actually good. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like my read? I, there was an ironic twist. Uh huh. <laughs> I, I was. This sensitive. is why I don't book commercials. They're like, I didn't believe you. Oh. You know. I also don't audition for commercials. That's hmm. another. Reason I, don't I don't book commercials either. Uh, not with us today is the man who is perpetually on a quest. Big money for money. something, Joe Wagner is not here, which means that Jamie Flam is here. Hey, it's good to be back. I Calm down, Jamie. Take it down a notch. We gotta yes, go somewhere. Please. <laughs> There's I gotta be an iron. We gotta leave room to get up <laughs> during the show. We're all perpetually on a quest. That's true. I don't know if that is true. Some people are content with where they are. You know. Are you? Please no. <laughs> I think may- maybe he Absolutely meant like not. we, as in the people oh, at this table. Yes, <laughs> we are the we are the Brotherhood of the Ring. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we're all trying to do something. Uh, we always start the show as you remember. You may remember this, Jamie, that we always start oh, the show with something weeks? called parting shots. <laughs> for almost ten years, the lad. No, uh, didn't we change it to last shots what, or yes. something? Farting, like, farting no, pots. Checking out. Checking out. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> uh, so we always start the show with something we call starting shots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> Checking out is so funny because uh, uh, parting shots at least kind of relates to the title of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. But checking out is the opposite of checking in. Yeah. Yeah. We got to do first shots right. and parting shots. A shot... We always start the show with something we like to call a shot across the bow. Ooh. <laughs> Opening shots. Well, a shot across the bow is like a warning shot. That's how ships would like. We if get you it. Don't, you like ship if you don't, <laughs> If you don't heave to, we will open fire. Right now, we are not trying to hit you. We are just shooting across your bow. We could have shot you directly, but we are merely warning you. It's like a putting your hand up. What was the... Fort Sumter. Yes. <laughs> so that, that was yes. a bow. What was Fort Sumter? The precipitation of the Revolutionary War? Yes. But what else was Fort Sumter? Uh, <laughs> do you know? I don't know. It was a fort. It was not a ship. Therefore, it had no bow. Uh, there was no shot across the bow right. at Fort Sumter. I thought that a, a fort might have a bow. Oh. Yeah. 
Maybe it did. Maybe it was a floating port. We don't know. <laughs> it was in, uh, where was it? South Carolina? Fort Sounds Sumter? Right. There's, uh, there's no photographs of it, so who's to say? Wow. Uh, all right. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we... This is, again, I'm going back to hardcore history. The biggest battle of the Civil War. The Jamie most loss of life. Oh, that's right. You don't. But <laughs> I don't know that. What? The biggest He's loss of life. The oh. biggest <laughs> loss of American life in the Civil War was at Gettysburg. No. Fort Sumter. No. Okay. Oh, uh, Antietam? Yes. Not Antietam. 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 Where the Antietam. That was from Wizard of Oz. Um, <laughs> but 6,000 people were killed that day. 6,000 Americans. Obviously from both sides because we were right. both sides were in two days in the First World War, August 20th and 21st, 1914, 75,000 people killed Ooh. from France alone. It's pretty crazy when you think about it. That's that was a, that's a big difference. Exponential. Obviously, technology had a lot to do with that. There was such a different... All right. We always start with something that we like to call a shot across the bow. Let's start today <laughs> with Jamie. Fire away, Jamie. <laughs> Coming out I have a few smaller items. It's kind of like a Hanukkah. Okay, uh, just little nugs. Little nugs over eight days instead of a big. Because I love unwrapping a lot of little gifts. We'll start with what night of Hanukkah? Uh, We'll call it the first. No, we'll call it like the fourth night. I think first and last nights are the big big deal. Yeah, big ticket items. And then, then I you're almost getting like some chapstick. You're getting some socks. More like a, a, a <laughs> stocking stuffer night, which is, yeah, little things. Yeah, fourth night is batting cleanup. Yep. So I got a few of those. Um, I ordered new pillows today. And this is the reaction I was uh, <laughs> preparing for. I had no reaction. <laughs> I, my <laughs> exactly. jaw is on the floor. <laughs> Here's the thing. I have never invested in pillows. And I don't even know what p- what the pillows I have Ta- now. Pillows are something that just sort of are in your life. It, I don't and know. And you never yeah. think to get rid of them. And they are lumpy, and they, I haven't got a good night's sleep in years. See, that's crazy to me. Hmm. Like, why wouldn't you do something about that? I think that's part of my issue in life. I don't know. It's such a big thing. Well, like, here I go off to La La Land on another night of lumpy pillows. Yeah. So I went to Amazon, did some reviews, spent $50 on a pillow. Now, here's my other question. What changed? Um, you've, you've just puttered along for years oh, with these the terrible yeah, yeah, these terrible pillows. What was the thing that was the breaking point, the straw the that broke the camel's point, back? I mean, there's been a couple really bad ones. Right now, I only usually see my girlfriend... Two or three times a week, but there's only like a sleepover situation one or two nights. And then generally at least one of those I don't sleep because of anxiety. At your place is. or at her place? My place. Uh-huh. And um, I think the impetus is her saying it would help if you got a decent pillow. She said you could sleep while I was here if you had a decent pillow. I think that w- it would it would help. Uh, I'm sure there's many factors, but <laughs> <laughs> I think the pillow is a big one. Do you sleep when she's not That's there? That's what I was going to ask, but I was afraid. <laughs> I am afraid, but I choose to march on. I th- I'm scared, Chuck. Yeah. 
Why are you scared? We might be we might be picking un- away, unraveling a thread that doesn't need to be unraveled. We might be yeah, unearthing things that we aren't. Do ready you to sleep unearth. when she's not there? Because if that is the case, it might not be the lumpy pillow. The pillow might be. Taking I would say the since I've started problems. this podcast with you, like you could go on Amazon and for fifty bucks get a new girlfriend. That's is that a new thing? Um, it's not true, is it? Well, I mean, you're not you know, a living one of those girlfriend. Bozo the Clown <laughs> things, those punching bags. Hey, Sean. <laughs> not cool. I'm not saying you have to punch it. I'm <laughs> just saying it would look like there was a person there. Okay. I, I've i never slept well. I would say even on nights when she's not there, um, there's a 50-50 chance I will get a good night's sleep. And it, rarely a good night's sleep. What's keeping you awake? Besides Thoughts. lumpy pillows. Obviously, that's a contributing factor. Just overall anxiety mm-hmm. when I have insomnia. Um, yeah. Is it like repetitive thoughts or repetitive generalized thoughts. body anxiety? Generally, I never sleep well when there's something like on a Sunday morning or just any day when there's something big where I really psych myself up like I need a good night's sleep for whatever's coming oh. up. Um, yeah, psyching yourself up for a good night's sleep is a probably a bad way to approach a night's sleep. Mm-hmm. But the last it's couple weeks... It's become like a how to fall asleep podcast. I know. We've we been talking about this a lot. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I am sleeping so well these days. Are you? You got to get a chair. Yeah. A chair? And don't look at your chair? phone for at least an hour before bed. I'm not always good about that. There's so many You're things. never good about that. Let's be honest, right? Um, I had a streak about three weeks ago where for four consecutive nights I... Just read mm-hmm. a book. What book? Um, how I, I mentioned it the last time I was here. Michael Pollan, How to Change Your Mind. Mm. Mm. I don't remember. And did that. you sleep better those nights? I think. Well, so. that's the kind of book that'll put well. you right out. You know. <laughs> well, do, do you hear this? No. no there's the plenty of things. The four nights that he read before bed, which was three weeks ago, he slept better. It's all sorts of things that uh, contribute to sleep. No, like, I know habits are are tough to. Break. That's Fatigue is a big one too. Mm-hmm. Well, I, there's actually I wrote down a list because overall my energy in the last month has been. So You're basically better. bursting out of your skin. <laughs> right I now. know. <laughs> it's been barely contained by insane. gravity. It's like young Robin Williams. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he Stop, just, just did a rail. Just be yourself <laughs> for a second. Um. No, my energy has been more sustained. Like I don't need to take a feel the need to take a nap. Even on the nights I haven't slept well the last month, like I'm able to tap into a some a sort reserve. of a reserve, and so I was, I'm trying to figure it out because um, it could be any number of things. I've started taking MTC oil in my coffee or tea. I what is MTC oil? It's ba- MCT oil. Are you familiar with that? No, it's a coconut-based situation. Bulletproof coffee. Yeah, but it's like bulletproof coffee. But also, I've cut out coffee for the most part. Um, which has Wait. helped. <laughs> How are you taking it in your coffee and also Mostly not drinking tea. coffee? Mostly okay. tea. <laughs> I ordered green tea Stop. on mine. I take this MCT like in my <laughs> coffee. I don't, I don't drink, drink coffee. <laughs> I, I don't have MCT. It's like I have a, lumpy pillows, it's like, but I got rid of them. It's like a riddle. Yeah. I understand why. That was confusing. Um, yeah, yesterday I had coffee. But um, for the most part, I haven't. I got Dragon Well Green Tea from Amazon. Uh, well, MCT Fuck oil. Amazon. By the way, you're Fuck spending Amazon. way too much time on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Amazon. Um, what else? Oh, D3, vitamin D3, 5-HTP. 
Um, <laughs> apple cider vinegar at night. OU812. And magnesium. CO, QO. C3PO. R2D2. H2O. H2SO4. 00000001. So these things all. C6H1206. Cutting out mostly alcohol, which is. <laughs> the phrasing of that sentence. I get it. I don't talk like this ever. Cutting out mostly alcohol? <laughs> right. Right. That is a confusing thing. I. What are you saying? Are you saying you are mostly cutting out alcohol? <laughs> You're cutting out a bunch of things. Most of it is alcohol. No. no. I am cutting out mostly alcohol. A few oh. other things, but mostly You're alcohol. You're drinking much less alcohol. Is the what? perfect way to state <laughs> and communicate that that Sorry thing. you didn't get enough sleep last night. It's really affecting your speech. And like last night, actually, I got a pretty good night's sleep. So what's up with this new pillow, though? <laughs> yeah, that's what this is all about. It was just another proactive step. Mm-hmm. And you have no idea, or maybe you do have an idea into the world of pillows. But there's so many different options. Um, but they're going to be arriving. One r- arrives on, I think, tomorrow. The other one on Saturday. And I want to... For some reason in my head, I it's arriving in a parade. Like... <laughs> There's a parade showing up at (laughs) Jamie's house with a pillow in it. There's also pillowcases. Are you trying two separate types? Is that why they're arriving separately? They are. And I'll probably return one. Are you going to return it or are you just going to throw it on the floor and not use it? On the floor? Amazon makes things pretty easy to return. Mm -hmm. So... And if they're both great, I'll keep them. Because here's my question. Why not go somewhere and find a comfortable pillow? Yeah. What's so weird (laughs) is that... Touch them. I thought about that. It's sort of a... A pillow is a very tactile thing. Tactile was the word I wanted, and I didn't get to it fast enough. Mm -hmm. I I was acting it out with little crabby fingers. (laughs) It's so funny, because I've looked up Bed Bath & Beyond, which is the main place I think you would get pillows. Do you know other places you would get a pillow? Amazon, Target, IKEA, right? Well, I'm, IKEA relax the back. Thing. Macy's, if you're gonna be Juju. Oh, Shasha. right, right. Yeah, well, I, pillow world. So far, mm. But today, Casper mattresses, pillows are us. On the way here, I saw the Bed Bath and Beyond though that seemed like it was gonna be too much of. A, like I, I could have done it on the way here. Either. Bed Bath and pillows. Mm. You could just <laughs> get a big marshmallow. It's the classic. Sure. <laughs> You know, I like well, I had a dream that I ate a giant marshmallow <laughs> the other night, and when I woke up, your tummy was all lumpy. My giant marshmallow was gone. <laughs> I told that joke a lot in like third grade. <laughs> I twisted. I, I put the twist on it. Wow, you were ahead of your time. Uh, really ahead of my time. But did the kids know the original joke to know the twist that it was a twist? No. Damn. No, they didn't know. They were like, "Hey, did you know Jamie used to have a giant marshmallow?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he ate it. Can I have one? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty exciting for a kid. Um, what else? So you just went on. You just went online and mm-hmm. found a bunch of pillows, and we're like, "I'll take one of these and one of these." I mean, I did some comparison shopping. There's some reviews. in what sense? Price and reviews. It, it seemed like the the fifty dollars to sixty dollars was like what the the range for that seemed worth it. I mean, I don't have sixty plus dollars to spend. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a third of your life. It's so critical. And I'm really excited. I'm like, I'm truly excited about them to come and, and see how it changes my life. I mean, the lumpiness has gotten so just 
really lumpy. Uh, <laughs> nothing worse than lumpiness that gets really lumpy. I love it when lumpiness gets smooth, but when it gets really lumpy. Mm-hmm. So she said, get a new pillow, and you were like, yes, my darling. And it took me a little bit immediately than I should have. Did she have any other suggestions? Besides for getting a good night's I'm sleep? I'm scared again, Sean. Mm-hmm. I'm in a scared place. I'm plunging ahead. Um, see a therapist? <laughs> Is that what you were scared of? Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I mean, not that that's scary or wrong, but... Tomorrow I'm going to see a therapist. Great. Um, How did you find this therapist? My, it's Amazon my mom's reviews. therapist. Your mom's therapist? She's gifting me like a one a one off. I'm for have the you first seen time. Fleabag? I have. That's literally a plot point. He, he, the dad gets her a gift certificate. Oh right. Therapy. That show. Do we talk about it? It's so good. It's really good. Do you watch the other one that she she produces? Mm-hmm. Um, Eve's. Oh yeah, I did watch Eve. most of it. So good. Uh, it's just a one off, but um, I'm so open to therapy now. I was very against it for a while not against it for anyone else but it just didn't seem like it would help me but again on the way here I, you, we all know my friend jessica kelly mm-hmm. i texted her we were texting i was like i have you're driving here and you're texting her no i was sitting in front of the oaks up on franklin it's grilled cheese night grilled cheese night all right, uh, and i was like i have long shot in 45 minutes what am i going to talk about and so she immediately called me and was like, "Let's talk. Let's talk about this." Um, and so you have a you have a long shot coach. I want one. <laughs> <coughs> I wouldn't say a coach, but someone that listens and can kind of play to like what works. She warned me about pillows. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she under the right s- guidance. Get I'm on the lumpy pillows thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna kill. Um, oh, how did that? What happened to the therapy though? She told you to talk about your therapist. No. Oh, we were we were joking about the like last time I was here I was talking about I was listening to the Conan thing, and when we were making fun of the Conan, but I listened oh, to the Conan funny. a lot, and that would be another taken in. I've been listening to more and more, but the amount of guests and people I respect on that show that just talk about their therapist. Mm-hmm. So how did this come down? That you're going to your mom's therapist. Were you like, Mom? I'm losing it. I, I need can't to talk to a therapist. And she was like, I have the perfect one for you, Jamie. I actually went with when my dad, this is to get into a scary place, but dementia. My mom wanted me and my sister to go to her therapist with her, just the three of us to kind of just talk about when that was a new thing. Yeah. And, um, and she was right. Great. But that makes sense because that's more of a family issue that you're dealing right. with, not just your life. I think this was, God, I'm getting re- more real than I thought, but when I got t- back together with my girlfriend, um, one of the conditions was she really wanted me to see a therapist. And I, w- I b- obliged. But then, of course, it waited three months and haven't taken the initiative. So you didn't actually see a therapist when you got back together with your girlfriend? I didn't jump into that. And so it's kind of been <laughs> rising up. In, in the yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Soon. I mean, I've taken Soon. steps. Soon. I f- sometimes when I feel the pressure, even if it's something I've committed to, like I resist. As soon as it becomes a, a situation where there's pressure, it's like I'll do it. I promise. Just be- I want to do it on my own time. Everyone, lay off me. I think that you could say that about most things. Um, so this was, I think, I will replace my lumpy pillows when I feel like it. <clears throat> Seventeen years later. So this was my mom knowing that it's 
She's trying to help out. Like, let's and you know, she, you told your mom. You told your mom that one of the conditions of you getting back together with your girlfriend was that you had to see a therapist, and she was thrilled. Uh-huh. Many people in my life, who I told that condition, were thrilled that uh, something in my life would get me to see a therapist. Mm-hmm. So here I am, and so one of the things I'm with Kaiser, and like I've seen I therapists over the years, and I've seen like probably four or five, and it's always one session. It's very basic. And then they tell me, like, I could see once a month because our whole therapy thing is impacted. So they can't see anyone more than once a month. To me, that defeats the purpose, like, of building a relationship where I feel comfortable. Yeah, once a month is not enough. So you have to go out of network. Once a day, too much. Oh, much. There has to be a happy medium. Sweet spot. Kaiser, what do you have? Kaiser what? Permanente. Yeah, see, I got Kaiser Temporarimente, and it works (laughs) way better. You love that, (laughs) 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 He set himself up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it paid <laughs> off. It's <laughs> uh. <laughs> a good joke. What can I say? And it's only appropriate in certain moments. That's true. You got to maximize when that Kaiser comes up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> 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 the rest of the show, we're just giggling about that. <laughs> so anyway, so they, so because of your insurance, you can only go to them once a month. So, so I finally called and I was like, I really need to see someone once a month or once a week. And they um, sent me in the mail, like, here's someone that, that is out of our network, but they're through us. You can see them weekly. And you can get reviews on therapists. And the reviews on this person were just god-awful. Like, I don't want to go with that. Two so, thumbs down. Yes. <laughs> Lumpy. <laughs> no reason to make a franchise out of this. Mm. So I've been actually researching more. Like, I'm getting close, but as soon as I feel like that pressure it coming on me, like... It does seem like an overwhelming thing. It's a lot, but it's also I want to do it, but then... So anyway, tomorrow's a w- one step in that direction to just see someone that I've met before, just kind of talk about things, and then... Um, Can I make a recommendation? Yep. Talk to your therapist about... Uh, sorry. Talk to your mom's therapist <laughs> about finding a therapist. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad idea. Sh- is it a she or he? That's she. She will be able to recommend somebody that is not her so that you and your mom are not going to the same therapist on a regular basis, but she has colleagues that might be able to work with you that her professional judgment is these people are capable and know what they're doing as opposed to Yelp reviews. Yes. Have, I mean, have you guys, have you seen therapists? No. I haven't. I, I'm just I exploring. Well, but guess I have, I have what? that like Kaiser situation. Uh, well, now that I know Vicky that it's Flam a thing. Vicky is giving you one therapy session. A, a gift certificate. Yeah. They're um, just researching it. I'd, I think of it as so clinical and just seeing like, like the, the different types of therapists. Like, I mean, there you can get obviously specialties. Some people are obviously family counseling and relationships and this, but some of it's like their goal is like when you kind of see their, their mission statements, it's like amazing. Like my goal is to get you through all the issues in your life and can be very specific about what they are. It's like really an exciting prospect. Mm. 
my therapist's goal is to get me through puberty, so <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> You're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Guys are temporarymente. <laughs> Um, today's my mo- my grandma's ninety fourth birthday. Oh my wow. goodness! So quick shout out to her, um, Shirley Rosenberg. I'll see her on Friday. And um, did I you get her something for her birthday? I haven't yet. What are you gonna get her? Uh, How about a lumpy pillow? You're gonna get rid of one. <laughs> That's true. I'm gonna have a, a five lumpy pillows to be given away. <laughs> I was thinking about. That's a lot. I do. <laughs> How about just sleeping on one? <laughs> I could fix everything. I stack them up. All five? <laughs> no. I usually have one like that is for my head. <laughs> one that I'm kind of holding. Aw. Hug bug. That's pretty much the... the By the way, isn't that what a girlfriend is for? No. I mean, maybe. Huh. All right. It always seems so much more when when I'm when not... You're sleeping with somebody? When I'm not sleeping with someone, it always like seems like, oh, I can't wait for that. And then I forget... I. Move over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? And it's lumpy pillows. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, uh, I think that's, that's what kind of therapist is your mom's therapist? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, is it like scream therapy or... <laughs> it's not scream you therapy. Know, show me on the doll, like that kind of therapy. I think just a basic therapist. Talky. I don't think there is Talk- such a thing. Say words, sentences. I'll tell her about Talk the alcohol, <laughs> the most the alcohol situation. <laughs> All right, what else, Jamie? Um, what else? Can I have Vanessa, my business and great partner, had a baby yesterday. That's crazy. It's not really my news, but it's a big part of the world I'm in. So that's exciting. Well, she's a close partner too, so I'm guessing she isn't able. available, right? And mm-hmm. is that impacting you? A little bit. but not that much no it will more and more but like the emails are starting to come in from it is it is a thing but it's not a big deal i don't want to talk about it yeah it's it's a lot (laughs) it is gonna be a lot but uh what difference is it gonna make in your life like what things are you gonna have to do now that she's taking care of her new baby uh just i think for a few weeks like a lot of um she's become like our main basically booker so um, the day-to-day correspondences with all the shows. That's a lot. That's the emails that you have yeah. had nightmares about for, for years. years. Yeah. So I'll be taking that on for a while. Perfect timing. You got a new pillow, <laughs> a new responsibility. <laughs> really and your mom's therapist. Yeah. Yeah, all the things are setting it up. And MCT oil in your coffee that you don't you drink. You guys are really <laughs> good listeners. Oh, yeah. Is this my therapy? <laughs> Sort of. <laughs> I mean, sort it of. has been. Yeah. Might be part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> what else, Jamie? What else? Vanessa had a baby. Grandma had a birthday. You had a pillow. Um, I've been using a new meditation app that I might have mentioned last time. Called? Waking Up. No wonder you're not sleeping. Yeah, that, that is confusing. That is. So many contradictions in life, huh? Mm. Yin and Yang, but I highly recommend it. I'm on day 12 of a 25-day intro program. And um, really changing the game in, in my... Uh, Is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you questioning? <laughs> Which game changes? Everything. It, it's really interesting, this insane life. Is it? it? I got to say it is. Mm. What is this? 
I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out myself. So That's what? So what does this app do for you that wasn't happening before? It's the way he explains. It's not just like you know, clear your head, follow these rules, and just. Um, he really explains uh, the our consciousness in a different way, mm. and empowering ways. Like th- throughout the day, really see that and pay attention to the thoughts and feelings and watch them rise. And I've been actually actively doing that. And then it's like, as soon as you recognize truly where it is, it does evaporate. Like, give me an example. Like, what is it? earlier today, what was rising up? Something was upsetting you earlier today. Yeah. What was it? Um, it was that you didn't have anything to talk about. That wasn't a thing that caused stress because I know Something the worst happen. case scenario yeah. is the last 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. um, I forgot what it was, but um, I just actively paid attention to the discomfort I was feeling and then watched it go away. Like realized that it wasn't on me. Like this was a stress that I had because I, I, I fear and want everyone to like me and not want to be a people pleaser. But I was like, ultimately, I spoke a truth and... I needed to do that. And so whatever happens, ultimately, it doesn't matter, which is always the case. So you don't want to tell us what it was? This specific one? No. Uh-huh. It was a work-related email. Yeah, I figured it was uh, something you remembered, but we're pretending not to remember because you chose <laughs> not to talk about it. No. Um, so that's just very empowering. I mean, it's like still plenty of shit to navigate, but just this particular app. And a tool, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so recommend that. And um, we had the Fast and Furious musical at the theater a couple weeks ago. Oh, good. They're doing more with that franchise. Good. It's, I really think you would love it. Mm-hmm. And the reason I make it a checking in thing is it was the most ambitious thing that's happened at Dynasty since we opened and totally placed to what I want to be doing, which is big blockbuster I'm uh, not blockbuster but uh, <coughs> big musicals mm. original musicals not necessarily about the Fast and Furious but um, it was so cool to see them utilize this entire space who was it was it anyone you know Brad so uh, Vin Diesel uh-huh. and uh, Brad who I've worked with for years on different shows and stuff but um, he just it was a whole new project and they just knocked out of the park and they p- spent a lot of time in the theater rehearsing but they built sets and just for the first opening night which typically you know you do an opening for 30 or 40 of your closest friends and hope for the best but they just like we're gonna pack the place and they just nailed it and it was just inspiring to see people i know like just that i just didn't have experience putting together a musical of this caliber and the voices on that stage and they cast it and it was just amazing and um and exciting that's awesome. who played ludicrous um, there was also a mostly female cast, I would say, playing most of the male parts. Which the uh, Rock? It was a female. And they did like, extensive uh, <laughs> uh, makeup work <laughs> and bald caps, and it was really cool. And there's some great pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you guys doing? It probably wasn't um, sanctioned by... wasn't a licensed... <laughs> it wasn't. But I think if you, as long as you say it's the parody... Mm-hmm. It's okay. But they actually had people from Fast and Furious that came to see it. Who? Um, a Rock? Vin Rock? 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, some producer types. Mm-hmm. I am working on the Fast and the Furious franchise currently. Not a fan? She No, you don't have to answer that question. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's just a lot of work. <laughs> Are you doing something with that Hobbs and Locke movie or whatever it is? No, there's a TV show. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Locke. Hobbs and Shaw. There's going to be a TV show oh, that, there is. that comes out at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen a movie. That's animated. I've seen the last, never I've seen, seen like the last what four or five of them. Adam Spiegelman, my friend Adam Spiegelman and I go see everyone and That's then fun. record a podcast about it afterwards. You do? Yeah. What um, the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been, cool. be I've been messing around on Is you guys. True? Yeah. To have a podcast where you have something to talk about? Well, I mean, if, <laughs> if that's what you want to talk about, good luck, you know. Uh, well, would, would you enjoy it? Then you would definitely enjoy this. No, musical. I think they're terrible. They're terrible but movies. they're fun. In a bad way. Yeah. They're fun to make fun of, you know. Then you would really love the musical. I've never seen a movie, but I totally, you know, after watching it, I was like, oh, I get it. Because it's parody. I guarantee you, by the way, that I would not love the musical. Because I get annoyed, and this is a personal thing for me, when people, any of those kind of things, where it's like, we're going to take this one pop culture thing and make it into a different pop culture thing. To me, that is lacking in originality. It doesn't mean people can't write clever things or whatever, but it's like, I'm going to take the popularity of this very popular thing and use it in a kitschy or a campy or a silly or a whatever way instead of this is my truth and this is what I want to bring to the stage. I agree. And I think there's so much of that now. And I haven't seen much, much of it. But I really, what I really liked, and was, <laughs> I feared that. I haven't seen any of it, but I've heard <laughs> there's a lot of it. I mostly haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, it's like even like three weeks ago, we had Bachelor, The Bachelor, The Musical. Yeah. Um, which I think, I enjoyed it, but I think it was a little bit more of what you just said. No, it's like everybody does parodies of reality shows and this and that, and I, I find that shit so boring. Well, I th- what I liked about this one was there really was a, a, a deeper message mm-hmm. about pop Family. culture and and um, <laughs> even like gentrification and like they, they tackled some some real issues. <coughs> yeah, I wanted to see. It. I remember seeing the ad for it. It'll come back. Let me know. Okay. I'd love for you guys to go. Why don't you let her know when it comes back? No, and I'll then let him know when it comes back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Jamie, something's coming to your theater I'd like to see. Me think. I, I'm going to write a note next to talk to my therapist about a therapist. Talk to my mom's therapist about mm-hmm. a therapist. Um, Amber alert. I'm sure. Just make sure you understand that that's what that means. Like, don't go reporting some child was kidnapped. Right. I won't. Because that's going to fuck up everybody's cell phone. It'll be so confusing. Oh, I, yeah. I think I've covered so much. Yeah, you oh, did good. I do have five more. Dan, we got a, we, we got an Amber alert. It turns out Fast and the Furious Amber musical. wants to see Fast and the Furious musical uh, <laughs> when it comes back. Uh, honestly, I know it's not ethical, but that <coughs> if you can get into the Amber alert system, that's great marketing. <laughs> you get, just it goes just to everybody. A, they have to someone. look at it. Do you think that would actually get people to a comedy show? No. <laughs> yeah, you would probably go to jail or something. Right. <laughs> do you, uh, you don't think it would like if if 
seven million people in LA got like a come to our yeah, comedy show. You, you might if get you play the percentages, yeah, yeah you'd, it's better you know. than nothing. I mean, one percent of seven million, you'd get like seven people there, right? <laughs> you're good. What is that? Seven hundred? Seven thousand? Just stop. <laughs> seven D thousand? Oh shit! Uh, all right. What else, Jamie? I went to Warby Parker, which is a gl- eyeglasses place mm-hmm. that typically you get them online, but they have stores now. Physical. They have stores. those for pillows too. I know. <laughs> So the things you traditionally get online, you went to the store for, and the things you traditionally show up and check out, you were like, let me get this online. That is a funny (laughs) discovery. (laughs) Uh, Okay, this app is working for you. (laughs) I take it back. (laughs) Waking up. And I, well, I got glasses. I got the prescription months ago. But um, Was that a condition of getting back together with your girlfriend? I had to get... A new prescription. Mm-hmm. Really? No. <laughs> I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> Pillows and therapy. Like, why aren't glasses sure. on the list? But then I was like, are you I, over her or something? I need you to know exactly what I look like. <sighs> okay. I'll go to Warby Parker. I got glasses. Are these them? No, I nope. got them in the meds. I was excited. <laughs> Those are... These pink sunglasses. Those are an old lady from Miami Beach's glasses <laughs> that he stole. Actually, they match really well with your outfit. They're like children's glasses. Yeah. They have a tiny head and they're snug. Anyway, go they're ahead, Jamie. Good on you. So you got that? You got the prescription months ago. Was at the store. I was like, hey, I took a picture of it too, so it would always be on me. That's a quick hint for anyone out there. If you got a document at home that you might need out in the wild, snap a photo, save yourself a trip. Wait, what happened? He took a picture of his prescription. What's going on? (laughs) Why does that sound wrong? Prescription. So you took a photo of your prescription and you had it on your phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't follow that. But So you showed it to them and they said, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. I'm Warby. This is Parker. Mm -hmm. um, We mostly work online. Put the order in. Online in the store using the internet. Damn. Sir, you know you could have done this by computer, right? I did, but I happen to be there. No. You sleep on lumpy, you, lumpy pillows, don't you? It's not a tip situation. It's not a tip situation. Okay, all right. That was yeah, a trip. you just you, you always <laughs> you just tuck a couple bucks through their nose piece. But I got the the glasses in the mail on Saturday. Six days later, very excited, and they just they weren't right. It was like the wrong prescription. They like, I got it. Give me a migraine, and they're just like, I was like, maybe you just ease into this. But I think was it not that your eyes needed to adjust because it was a stronger prescription than you're used to? Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh. But it shouldn't. It shouldn't. I I was told it should just work right away. Well, it should change your vision right away. But if you're not used to it, it's a big adjustment for your eyes and your brain. Also, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. I have perfect that. vision, so I can't help. I'm oh, so yeah. sorry. I might be misinformed then. then I'm, maybe I should give it so a So what happened? Shot. Did you send them back? I haven't yet. Did you take them back? <laughs> I've it's too bad because Amazon makes it really easy to send things back. And it's not even through Amazon. And you have to go, th- you have to, go to their store. You can go to like a Staples too. What? Well, that sounds legit. Um, or you can uh, yes, I'm here for my prescription. Oh, sir, we make no copies. Just to return we make copies here, sir. Amazon. You go to the Staples Center. You could. 
game. <laughs> this is the weirdest energy ever. <laughs> um, this uh, no, it's not. <laughs> You're right. It is not. I've. I'm. I feel you fully didn't say stated. Disagree. It is not. <laughs> Pissing me off. <laughs> um, I, I think I've successfully covered. All right, so here's two quick things about getting glasses. Uh, Those are really nice glasses. Thank are they you. New? Uh, no, they're they've been around for a I long time. I clocked them when you let me in the gate, mm-hmm. but we were. It, it felt weird mm-hmm. to interrupt you <laughs> to say, "I like your glasses." <laughs> Feel I free to do that whenever you want. By the way. Okay. Uh, one time I was getting glasses in New York City, and as I walked up to the place, is it an optometrist or an ophthalmologist? Or, uh, yeah. Again, anyway, I walked up to desk. the store, and as I was walking up, I saw a former student of mine that I hadn't seen in like five years. So she was now like in late high school, basically. And she was like, What are you doing? And I said, I'm going in to get glasses. So she came in with me and helped me pick out. The like right the frames, cool which ones. was just so funny to me that, you yeah. know, here's this girl I haven't seen in five years who's like, yeah, I'll help you pick out the frames. Uh, and then here's another one is this was out here. I was going to the optometrist. Tom- I doctor. Yeah, the dude. <laughs> and but it wasn't a doctor. It was the store where you buy the eyeglasses. Lens I guess they so I guess they do exams there, whatever the case is. The guy was a super weird dude who liked to go to Vegas every week to play poker <clears throat> and fuck prostitutes. And this came up during the eye exam? I don't know why, but he <laughs> felt like it was appropriate to talk about this. And he had written a book about it. And he was like... What is the name of this book? I can't remember. It was, it was, a, you know, it was one of those things where it was... <coughs> self-published online and so he gave me the key to it so I could download this book and I had it on a hard drive for a while and I have no idea where it is now but it was like all this stuff about how to go to which casino that used one deck instead of a shoe so you had better ability to count which cards had been played already and you could tell and this was how he won and he was like I consistently win $2,500 every time I go and I also, <laughs> I just remember there was a whole thing about, what did he call them? It was like Eurasian prostitutes were his no, favorites. No. <laughs> and I was like, this is a guy who's like living out loud. Like, you're this like is... And my name's Sean. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, why is this something we need to be talking about right now? Uh, He's a friend. But anyway, that was, those are my, and now I just order my glasses from Amazon because, you know, you can always return them. Where do you get your Eurasian cars? Uh, <laughs> Eurasia is like not a thing. Russia? <laughs> no, like I think it means y- like mixed race, basically. Oh. Somebody who's part European and part Asian. Oh. Um, all right. So I will go next. And I will say this. I don't have a lot to say either, you know? Um, I will say that I have been trying, we've been talking a lot about sleep lately and things have been going fairly well on that end. Oh, nice. Uh, one of the things I think is really helping is that I am on a regular basis going to the gym and going running and that helps because by the end of the day I am so exhausted that I'm ready to fall into bed basically. Um, 
and I don't make it to the bed and I fall in the hallway, which is bad. Oh, wow. But uh, one of the things I've also been doing is trying to eat well, you know. But today I went to the Bright Spot Diner over on That's Sunset. My that place looks yes. so cute. I've never been. It's great. Uh, it is actually very cool because you know how LA is all like. Stuff that was built in the 50s and has not been touched since then. So it has kind of like a kitschy look to it, but it's mm-hmm. shitty and run down and needs to be painted and whatever. Like it doesn't look like L.A. looked in all those movies in the 80s. It looks like a shithole, basically. Bright Spot is very much an old fashioned diner that has been kept up very well. Well, they just remodeled so very recently. That makes sense because we were looking at it and we we're like, "Holy shit!" Like, but it still looks like it was done sixty it's years very, ago. Like, you know, century modern. The light fixtures mm-hmm. and the booths and everything. Is the food good? Uh, mine was good. I can't speak for what my friend had. Um, although I did have a bite of his fish and it was delicious. He had getting fish, fish at a diner. Oh, okay. I was, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, bold No, it wasn't, like, it wasn't like a salmon tartare, <laughs> you know. Uh, but it got to a point where we were done eating and I was like, you know, it's a diner, so they have a bunch of pies on display. And I was like, I want pie. But I shouldn't have pie, but I want it. But I really am in a place now where I shouldn't have it. Um, and he was like, why don't we get a slice and split it? Hello. And it's it worked called out, compromise. It worked yeah. out perfectly. And it was so what good. And I was so glad we got it. What did you go for? Uh, was it Spiegelman? Chocolate chess. It was not Spiegelman. Um, chocolate chess pie. So it was almost like a brownie with something mm. on top of it and a crust around it. And there's something about, <clears throat> and I know Jamie can relate to this, where you start to feel guilty about something and you're like, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have had that, whatever. I Once I decided this was what I was going to do, I was 100% it. in and I it was so good and I was so happy that I did that, uh, that it was just like, it, it, it perfectly topped off the entire lunch. And you know. you're probably less likely to binge on sweets yes. later because you're right. not like, I wish I had that pie, I wish yeah. I had that pie, I wish yeah. I had that pie. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you, like, I don't feel the it. need until after we finish recording this podcast to eat I want to eat everything. more pie. <laughs> That's all I wanted to ever do is eat everything. Uh, you eat like I went, three almonds at a time. I, I went to a barbecue on Sunday and I'm trying not to drink. Spiegelman's? Much. Mo- mostly. mostly. <laughs> <laughs> you're, most you're cutting <laughs> out alcohol mostly. <laughs> And so it was Sunday. I was I like, like, I don't really. Or mostly drink. alcohol. Yeah, that's what. Because yeah, yeah. that actually made sense. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> but it was such a deep version of what you just said of just like the guilt and just the racking of just trying to decide should I have a drink? And it's not a big deal on a Sunday at a barbecue to have a beer or whatever it is. But it was like a wine cooler. They did have or some a Zima. A spritz. They did have some like some. I mean, the technology in uh, alcohol-based spritzers. There's like, t- like a tequila, with like a sparkling water situation now. No, there is not. There is. Holy shit! <laughs> the technology. Wait, what do you mean? In a can <laughs> already? Yeah. Okay, because I was like, you know, that people have done that <laughs> like for just a long time. Them <laughs> <laughs> you can combine two things, sure. No. 
but yeah, I think making the decision, going like, yes. do I want to do this or don't I want to do this? I do, and I'm going to, and I am going to 100% enjoy, enjoy it. Be present with it. Just that made such great. a big difference. Uh, yeah. Well, you look um, great. Thank you. Uh, and then here's the other thing is, so I, I did stand up last week. Uh, just out of the blue, somebody emailed me and was, and I looked at, it wasn't an email, it was a Facebook message, so I could see the last time I had been in touch with this person, and it was two years ago for the same show, and she just, out of the blue, was like, do you want to do this show? And I was like, sure. I haven't done more than like two nights of stand-up since the beginning of the year, but I'm going to go and do it. And I went, and... It, it was that classic thing of like, there was almost nobody there. Uh, I tried out some new things. I did some old things. It was fine. I felt like I should be doing that more, but I was like, how do I get to the point where I'm doing that more? Do I really want to do that more? What do I want to do? If I was to get back into stand up, I would have to do open mics for four to six months on a regular basis just to start getting to the point where people were like, oh, do you want to do this show? Um, because I just can't do the thing of like bugging people about doing their shows anymore. Why? What? Why? Why what? I feel like you're so established and it, it's you're beyond that. Like, beyond what? There's certainly, a, of course, like a new probably uh, – slate of shows in LA uh -huh. to get in but you probably are, you're one degree away and then everyone else just ask I'm just so tired of it you know I or mean I go back 10 years of Eddie saying to me no people ask me to do their shows all the time they don't ask you and I'm like no they don't they never have nobody ever ha uh, not nobody this girl asked but I think Eddie like I know it's this sounds like I'm defending but I think Eddie is like a special case where he's like this unique right right, right. no i get no, that but, i get but that like, people don't get asked to do shows all the time like that's you're not alone and yeah. it doesn't mean that you're not an amazing no no comic. no. I, I i get that too but i just i'm so tired of it so maybe if i did do open mics i would get to the point where i was like okay i want to start you asking still have people to ask. and you'd hate yeah, your yeah, life yeah. um but the point of all this is that i'm in a little bit of <laughs> brotherhood of the ring mode i'm questing a little bit trying to find inspiration and so last night i went to an incredible venue called the improv lab to see jen kirkman record her podcast she wasn't doing stand-up she was just recording an episode of her podcast and i saw her right before the show i didn't tell her i was coming but she like so funny to go into a comedy club as a civilian yeah because they like every comedy club they don't handle people well they're rude they're bossy they're shitty to people even though people are paying a lot of money to be there um and that's basically what happened the guy at the door was like stand right there and don't move somebody will come and get you and tell you where to sit and i was like okay just wait. And then when the guy came, I was like, you know, I'm going to go sit on the other side of the bar. Is that okay? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so so I was sitting behind the bar. And, of course, right before the show started, Kirkman came down. I saw her for two seconds. 
And I was like, Jen, not to put any pressure on you, but I'm looking for inspiration. Uh, And it was great. It was really interesting to watch. I mean, she said to me, and then she said on stage to the audience, she was like, this isn't necessarily going to be funny. When I record my podcast, it's just me at home by myself talking into the microphone. So I'm not doing material. I'm just talking. And not like there needs to be this amount of laughs. Right, right, right. Um, So some of it was really funny and some of it wasn't. It was all really interesting. She actually quoted Bill Hicks at one point. I forgot to say to her after the show that Bill Hicks is one of his rules for stand-up was if you're not going to be funny, at least be interesting, which she totally was the entire time. I mean, the the last 15 minutes, she told a whole story, which I won't divulge any details of here because when she was done she was like I might just cut that out I don't know if Mm -hmm. that's a good idea to have in but it was a thing where people like the lab was full and you could have heard a pin drop in the room the Mm -hmm. entire time except for maybe once or twice where she made some kind of offhanded comment people laughed but the rest of the time it was just really interesting and you know, I, I, I've told this, I've said this on the podcast before, I don't know if you were here, but I have rented out the Lyric Hyperion Theater to do the beginnings of a new one-person show that I've had in mind for years, and that'll be at the end of July. And I really have not done anything about getting that ready to go. Uh, that's not totally true. I went to The Moth last week, and I was all prepared to tell a story. And then, of course, I didn't get call but doing that makes you sit there and go this is the story this is the beginning the middle and the end these are the details I'm going to throw in here's a couple of jokes none of this was written out it was all in my head so who knows if I would have even said these things I also sometimes am able to come up with stuff in the moment that you know I always record those things and it gives me ideas for how to expand on stuff but so just going to that show focused me more on this idea it did cost me thirty dollars because i had to pay for parking and then i had to pay to get in and i was like wow i just spent thirty dollars to watch other people perform i don't know if i've done that in my entire life you know uh but watching jen i was like i was inspired i was like oh you can do this and be yourself and do what you want to do and people will find you and they will appreciate you like there was a woman right in front of me online before the show in line people say in line right i think either isn't it like well, an in- in line online is new york yeah. and everybody else is in line yeah. so i was online uh <laughs> before the show and this woman was there there was four women right in front of me and she said to the other three women she was like just go up to you know it's always so confusing because you can go to the gate right. or you can go to the guy or you have your ticket printed out what am I supposed to do? And they don't do? really make it clear. It's, it's Everyone, very I've random. I've always seen a yeah. group of people who are always lost. No, I went up to the guy and I was like, do I have my ticket? Do I need to check in with you? Do I have to go to the window? What? And he's like, what's your name? And he just looked it up. He didn't even look at the ticket. He just looked it up. So I was like, so it was useless for me to print this out. Um, and then I had to go stand online. In line. And um, this woman said, go get your bracelets from the people up there and and they went and then it was like something where the guy she had talked to who said just tell them to see me had stepped away and there was a new guy at the gate whatever so she was going you guys no go 
and they couldn't hear her because she, you know they they were all the way up there and she was all the way back here and she was like god i you know it's and so we started talking about comedy and comedy clubs and how it's always a fucking production to get in anywhere and nobody knows what the hell's going on but then after the show i came out and she was standing there and she was like so did you like it did you did you think she was good and i said I go, well, I've known Jen since the 90s. Like, we knew each other in New York when we started out doing comedy together. And uh, she was like, yeah, I just, I heard her on the radio when I was in Mexico. I heard her on Kevin and Bean. And this was, basically she was saying this wasn't what I was expecting because she mm. thought it was like a stand-up show, which I think a lot of people thought. Uh, but she was like, I just relate so much to her as a person and to everything she says, that it was really entertaining, even though it wasn't stand-up the entire time. So, anyway, I, I I felt good about... I mean, obviously, it was a delight to see Kirkman, and I always love to see her and to see what she's doing on stage. But to take a step back and go, I just want to watch this person and see what they do and see what effect it has felt valuable to me mm -hmm. um and i found uh parking so it didn't cost me 30 dollars. it only cost me 20 so that was nice. good and again it was the thing where i could have i could have texted her or emailed her and i'm sure i could have like gotten on the list or whatever but i just don't i don't want to do that you know i don't enjoy that um which is also weird because i have no problem with people doing that to me uh but but there it is uh, so that's my checking in is go see Jen Kirkman live at the Improv Lab, which is a a very nice space. Um, it's crazy hearing about the improv. It must be. For it's so like long. an X or something. It is like an X. Well, just and I've heard from a lot of people, and I still pop in. If you want to go back to work at the Improv, you need to see a therapist, and you need to get new glasses. <laughs> You're right. Um, that's not gonna happen. No, but it is interesting. That, I mean, like, there's a lot of things that were frustrating for me there. Even with lots of new people, like those are just kind of that's a comedy club thing, and that was never gonna change that. So there's some what thing? I think just the the comfort of and customers not, <laughs> not having yeah. great customer service. It's it's crazy to me. It that's, is insane to me giving you money it i was talking to somebody no about that today about like terrible customer service you know and he brought up the fact that they're probably i don't think i was i definitely wasn't doing this i wasn't like oh no i i know the club i'm a comic i know how right, to get they, in I'm here i'm sure they get a ton of those dummies well that's what he was saying he was like i'm sure there's people coming up to them every night and i was like well i didn't do that I'm also sure there's people who are just fucking jamokes, civilians, as you said, who are douchebags as well. Oh, yeah. um, you know, like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But that's the job. Right. It's dealing with those facing. people. And the point I made to this guy I was talking to today was, you know, I was a bank teller all through college and... That meant I was dealing with people face to face on a regular basis, dealing with their money, and people were fucking douchebags on a regular basis. And I was a hundred percent polite and courteous and 
not nasty and not bossy and not in their face all the time. Right. That is the nature of any job where you deal with the public. And I know it can be frustrating. I know it's upsetting. Like I, you know, but I feel like somebody there should go take it down a notch. Like you don't have to be a dick. Well, that could be like strike three. Right. Like yeah. this was not, right away. Yeah. You know? well, not the customer is not always right. Right. But, but you don't start. But they're not immediately wrong no, and either. Like, now, like, Dynasty, the, our whole MO is take care of everyone overnight. <coughs> and of course, you know, we get shitty emails from some, you know, sometimes. Like, it's, it's always like internally, but it's always still kill them with kindness, give them free tickets, whatever it is, even to the worst people. Like, maybe they're having a bad day. Like, um, of course, we're not going to get shit on, but it, it's we've proven now a year and a half in like that you can be super nice even if there's lines even if there's things they have to deal with like everyone on our staff it just treats everyone with respect and kindness and people love it um but yeah, i missed that little lab that was cool uh it was Sean's checking in. I so know. To do this. <laughs> yeah, what were you doing just now? What was that? I don't know. I'm getting called out, and it was it's appropriate call out because I was. Cause it seemed like you're like, and uh, I don't really have anything else, and I'm yeah. like, we don't need you to. <laughs> yeah, once in a while, it's okay to just dip in and dip out. You know, like you don't have to keep things going. You could say, "That's it for me. I'm done." Anyway, what else? You can do that. You know. <laughs> well, what else for me? I'm looking at my list. Uh, Amber. Yeah, okay. Checking shots. I am going to come clean about something mm. that I've been keeping under wraps for a while. Oh, boy. And I'm not sure even why I am. I guess I do know why. And we could explore together as a group. But um, I'm doing something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. And I am taking yoga teacher training. Oh. I'm in week five. Amazing. Um, of how many? It's It ends like... I think I'll be done the first week of September. So it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it's something I've always wanted to do. I'm doing it online. <laughs> in <I'm>, line. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm doing it in line. Because um, it was easier for scheduling. And I, I think I came back from my honeymoon and like I had been planning getting married, even though it was planning light it was still planning yeah. and something to look forward to and and um the honeymoon and i think i was just like i need something and i signed up for it sort of on a whim it's something i've wanted to do in the past and um i'm really enjoying it i like learning um how does it work there's like video modules of classes and there's a syllabus and like uh, you just have to stay um kind of on schedule with the syllabus or ahead and then three times a week there's a live like skype type call with the teacher and then um with the teacher and a bunch of other people yeah with all the other students and then um for the different poses before the class officially started she had us take pictures of us in those poses like four that we're really comfortable in and four that we feel like we might be doing wrong or we are uncomfortable in and um, upload them all to the site. So when we learn that pose, we're looking at all these different bodies doing that pose and we're like 
correcting correcting it and like mm. understanding how different bodies like different things are correct um so that's really cool and i'm learning like i have to learn all the pose names in sanskrit mm -hmm. so i have flashcards like i'm learning another language um and sanskrit Correct. I mean, only <laughs> 50 words in Sanskrit, but it's something. And it's more than Jamie knows in Sanskrit. <laughs> what is Sanskrit? It's, you I know, know like. But there's literally only 50 words in Sanskrit? No, no, no. I'm only responsible for learning like, 50 for this class. Let's just say Sanskrit people <laughs> do not have interesting conversations. <laughs> they're just like, Aloha. lots of. Uh, they're just like, hello, son. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there's like homework with. And, um,. My favorite part, I'm pretty heady. I'm loving learning the anatomy. And um by which you mean what? Like like cool little tidbits. Like your whole upper carriage, your shoulders, your arms, everything is attached to your torso by one little joint here in your clavicle. That's wild. That's how you can do the one-inch punch. What's that? <laughs> you just punch uh, somebody and then they're paralyzed. Well, and that's the reason that came up in um, a lesson was her, my teacher's whole philosophy is anti-Instagram yoga. Like there's a lot of aspirational, beautiful, amazing photographs of yoga mm -hmm. and she would she's like i posit that that isn't the goal some people's bodies just anatomically don't do that the way their bones are put together and it doesn't mean they're wrong or bad at yoga mm -hmm. um and it, the point is to get in touch with your breath and get in touch with your body and and your body doesn't need that in fact it's in a lot of times it's dangerous on your body so her whole point about learning about the upper carriage having that small joint is that w the arms aren't meant to be weight-bearing. And there's so, such a, um, in a lot of these Instagram yoga pictures, there's such an emphasis on handstands and mm -hmm. balancing on your arms. And she's like, do it, great, but your legs are designed to bear weight. That's the point. That's why they're so strong and they have such a great... Um, hip joints. Some people say we were descended from apes mm -hmm. who use their hands to walk with, and we don't do that anymore. I don't know if I buy that. I don't think evolution is necessarily real, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, so that's been cool, and it's it's funny because Jeff will say, you know, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, homework. It, it's funny to be back in school. Um, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and. Here's like the big thing about actually checking in with my mental state is now before it was like, oh, like I didn't do yoga or meditate this morning. Uh Oh, but now there's like another layer of guilt on it mm. where I'm the phony baloney. Well, to my other I think that's good because the more class. guilt you have in your life, no, the better. I, no, you know? I know that like. But I'm just, I'm being honest that I have like <coughs> imposter syndrome. Like I right. wanted to sleep in today and now like oh, in class, in the discussion, I'll be like, yeah, in my practice recently, I've noticed like I've slept in, I'm a mm -hmm. piece of shit. And so um, it's actually making me kind of go to a dark place because of it. Um, but I like all the, I like learning. 
And do you feel like you're getting better at it? At yoga? Or whatever you're supposed to be getting better at? Yeah. Um, it's fun because I always joke that Jeff has zero body intelligence. <laughs> and um, so if I, I will talk him into a posture and if I could get him there, it feels like, okay, I, I'm on to something. And he was kind of teasing me, kind of joking. He went for a long bike ride and he came back and he was stretching. He's like, okay, yoga teacher, like walk me through this one. And I was like, okay. Um, and he was doing some stretch. I was like, you know. Touch your heels to the back of your head. No, I, like, you know, release your tailbone down. And suck, and suck in your abs. And he was like, and he said, holy shit, I can feel the stretch more. And I was mm. like, it felt like having a superpower. Yeah, right. So that was cool. Um, and I don't know what I want to do with it. Which I was going to say, what happens at the end? Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, how many hours is there then like you have it, your residency kind of thing? It, I have a, I have a, it's a. Can you work in the yoga ER after this? <laughs> it's a 200 hour yoga teacher training. I think that's standard. I mean, it seems to me if you're taking teacher training, ultimately... You want to be a teacher. At some point, maybe you become a teacher. Well, this seems to be a reoccurring theme in my life currently where um, I have... I was going to say a lot, but I'm scared that Sean's going to attack that, but I'll just say a lot of different skills. And oh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> skills and abilities and interests, um, but lacking a focus of what I actually want to do with That's them. okay. You know what's know great what about interests? <laughs> you know what you know what's great about having a lot of interests? It right. makes you interesting. Right. You know? Yeah, I think stop judging yourself. Yeah. Like you're you're what taking a proactive like the worst there's no worst case scenario. Well, that, like that's that's my whole that's been my like elevator pitch is not, if nothing else it's something I have in my back pocket. So if I feel like I'm getting dangerously close to working at a bank for 10 years. It's like I have at least a parachute. I have another skill set. Um, a Sanskrit parachute. Exactly. And um, I don't know. Which, by the way, there is no word for parachute in Sanskrit. Right. Wow. It's Excuse just me. sun. <laughs> um, and I don't know. Teaching liquid feet classes, I could do the warm-ups and be, it could come from a, Honest blame. Yeah, although if, <laughs> if, if people take the liquid feet class and every time you go, release your tailbone down <laughs> and suck in your abdomen, they'd be like, okay, we get it. You know? <laughs> One trick yogi. That's, all, that's the only note I have. Yeah. Well, how many hours have you put in? Like, how many more hours are there? I'm done in September. I don't know. That's just exciting. Just, I mean, just remind yourself, like, just you're going to get through it and you don't know totally. who you're going to meet, what doors will open. That's how I went into it. Or even, what windows even will Jeff close. Was like, so are you going to try to get a job at a studio? Like what? And I was like, why are you doing this? No, no, no. He was very supportive. But I was no, like, that I'm was me saying that. Oh, you're, you're never supportive. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that I'm just trying to like do it in a very yoga way of like, I'm doing it to do it. And if nothing else, I have a stronger practice, a stronger sense of my body and tools to help myself. Even if I'm not, becoming fully a teacher and uh what else oh like that's why i was reading all those meditation books and stuff um i wouldn't 
yeah. necessarily. I was like, what is up with this bullshit? No, I, I, I enjoyed them, but I don't know if I would have found those specific ones on my own and they were required reading. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's funny, like uh, a lot of the people in the class, <coughs> there's like a Facebook group where people communicate. And right before the class started, I was like, fuck, I think I've made a huge mistake because it's just like, lunatics talking about yoga on on Facebook. And then once the class started, I was like, oh, there's lunatics on Facebook in every subgroup. That isn't the majority of the people. They Mm -hmm. just happen to be lunatics on Facebook a lot. That's it. Um, So yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun to learn. I like I think it's super exciting. Learning. And it's funny, like, I have to, like, plan my week because I'm like, okay, because there's three calls a week. You're only required to be live on one a week. Like, I'm a, sign, I'm a Saturday participant, but you're, you have to at least watch the, the film. Whenever. Of the other two or be live. Mm-hmm. But, th- so it's like, I have to plan my week around, because I, I don't want to go to Saturday's class without watching Monday right. and Wednesdays in case. They probably are designed in order for a reason. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's just like planning that of like, okay, I could go out drinking Friday if I stay home Thursday and doing my homework. There was just one week where all the modules were like 15 minutes, maybe 20, maybe 40. There was one week where there was, before one class, there was like eight modules to watch and they were all an hour long. And I hadn't anticipated that. And it was like... <gasps> I kept being like, I think I'm almost done with my homework. And Jeff's like, how about now? I was like, now? Like, it's like, it's funny to be like, um. Sorry about that. That's Alex, an- intern Alex texting oh, me. wow. He's graduated. I was going to say answer it. But it, it's, I'm aware of the irony in the moment when I'm like, Ugh, like, get on with it as I'm learning tools to stay in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. <laughs> but it's. So that's a big thing in my life right it's now. It's huge. When did you start it? I started it the end of May. So I've done time. like, I'm in the fifth week. Are most of the people in LA? None of them. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know where. It, but there's people in like Europe and. Eurasia? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of Eurasians. Uh, my sister-in-law did a teacher training. Yeah, I remember you saying that. That's always and like rattled in the back of my head. It took her f- a while to get to the point where she felt like, okay, I can be a teacher. Mm. And I think that was more of a personal thing. Like she's not a performer. She's not a public speaker. She's not. And she was always very nervous about getting up in front of a class full of people. And now she teaches all the time and she loves it. And she says it's the best thing she's ever done. And I was like, don't you remember the time you lost to me in tic-tac-toe? I feel like that was the best <laughs> thing you've ever done. Uh, well, but she loves it. And she, you know, she's very into the Sanskrit thing. She has phrases all over the house that she makes the kids learn and, oh, you know, all cute. kinds of stuff. But, uh, yeah, she's real, real into it. It's And that's a whole other... I'm trying not to go there Right, mentally. right. No, I no, get but, it. But the imposter syndrome thing of, like, who am I to teach, whatever... But also, specifically in Los Angeles, like, I don't have, like, a hot bod. Like, who would want to learn from me? Oh, stop it. Yeah, shut up. (laughs) But, 
I'm saying like this. What are you, there, Jamie? There's <laughs> no, but there's like it's a competitive field. What I'm saying is like it's funny that all of my parachute plan B things are still like at least in Los Angeles equally competitive. Or but you know, as they say in Sanskrit, parachute plan B. Right. Because right, they have right. no words for either of those things. I just like they have no word for parachute and they have no word for the abortion pill. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they call it plan A. Um Yeah, it feels like that that world is ex- just blowing up. The world of yoga is blowing up. Mm. But there's I think <laughs> it's been blown up a long time now. It's but even more so and I think I mean, just seeing like I mean, like there's the, the scenes attached with it, and the music scenes that attach themselves <laughs> to yoga, and all these things. But like, <laughs> like, like everything hate else. Music during yoga, I hate it. The, I mean, there's so much cliche, like the, the music that's played. But I feel no, like but I just mean I like silence. Oh, so like so many yoga studios, I want to check out, and they're like, our whole thing is like we play hard rock, and I was like. Don't do that. Please stop doing that. Well, well I think, you know, it's up <laughs> to everybody to find worlds. their no, own I know, practice. But whatever I, works I for them, you know? Not that. But I, think I that can that's listen the to music on my own. Like, that's the niche. Like, like everything mm-hmm. now is like, find the niche. And there's got to be how many people in LA that want to do silent yoga with Amber from The Long Shot. Can you imagine? <laughs> from Liquid Feet. And Liquid Feet. <laughs> but it's also tough because I know things we had a liquid feet show a week ago or so and Tamara was stretching before we performed and i was like it's not my place um (laughs) i think you need to lengthen your hamstrings a little and bring your left knee forward if you really want to get something out of that no more like opposite of like that's very dangerous Mm. (laughs) for your lumbar (laughs) well that happened to me in yoga class was i stretched too far Mm -hmm. and i Fucked up my back and didn't go back for. I don't think I've been back in. What uh, pose was um, it? Do you remember? Uh, sitting bull. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it was just stretching. It was one of those stretching classes. Mm, but I think I will have to do. Satvasana Satvasana? <laughs> Is how they say it in Sanskrit? Yeah. Um. Vanya Sasafasa. <laughs> Poor Jeff, I make him do the um, flashcards with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you name a, a couple of your favorite Sanskrit words? Well, the one everyone knows is Shavasana, which is corpse pose at the end of every class. That Shavasana, yeah. And Satsasana. Or Tadasana is mountain pose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Manamana. Uh, like, you know more than you think you do just taking a little yeah. bit of yoga. Um, <laughs> Utkan- oh, damn it. I got too cocky. Utkan- that's on Utkan- German. Utkantasana. I said it wrong. Not, not I'm so embarrassed. Right asana. Now. Ixne on the it's etching stray. They almost all end in asana because in Sanskrit, asana means pose. That makes sense. It's all very like literal. Like if you learn. The manamanasana. <laughs> the, the Muppet pose. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just get all floppy. <laughs> um, but shit. We're just talking about something. But yeah, it's like a weird thing. I think that's why I've hit it. I haven't even really talked. I I didn't tell my parents for a really long time. I I'm hiding it. From Were they super disappointed? No, I don't think they understood. I told them, and then like a week later, I was like, "Oh, in my yoga class, we're learning Sanskrit and blah 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 blah." And they're like, "Oh, you're training to be a teacher." And I was mm. like, "Yeah." <laughs> Hilarious. Um, but uh, 
I also just like being busy, and it's better than having any time to think about what's going on in my life. <laughs> I think that's the way to do it. I hear you. I'm with you 100%. Because after this, I'm like, I guess grad school? Schedule I don't know. Schedule <laughs> every minute. <laughs> it's a good mantra. Uh, all right. Well, this feels like a good place to take a break, so let's do that. And we will be back in a moment with Sharding Pots. <laughs> And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> keep going, keep going. Uh, you're listening to The Long Shot. What happens here? Um, now it's a time for a segment we like to call Checking Out. That's where you hit a boat with a cannonball. <laughs> Over to you, Sean Conroy. <laughs> no, go ahead, host. <laughs> I just did. Over to you. Oh, it's my turn for checking out? Yeah. Uh, so what's going on with you, Sean? Well. We don't have... You could start over if you want to do it better. No, 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 no. I think... <laughs> I'm glad you, you know this teacher training is making you more assertive and I you're have taking over. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I just want to. I don't know how many people listen to the show here in Los Angeles, um, but I am going to do this for the next few weeks. Is just to plug coming to my show on the 24th of July. Nice. Uh, because I think it's at eight o'clock, and. I think it's a Wednesday. Um, yeah, either a Wednesday or Thursday. Is it a Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have a lot of stuff to talk about. You know, um, the show I did last time was all about teaching junior high school for one year in my life. And as I'm going through the stories I want to tell, I don't quite know. Well, a lot of things, but. I don't quite know what the thrust of the entire show is, but there's a couple stories I never told on stage that are fucking amazing stories from that same year of my life. Like that was just such a crazy year, an influential year. Um, And so there's stuff about that and there's stuff about other stuff too. And so I'm still trying to figure it out. I mean, I had a weird, I had a weird moment recently where you know, you're talking about having a lot of interests. Um, I also think there are a number of things I'm good at. Uh, I knew that's the part you were going to harp on. No, no, no. I'm not harping on it. I'm just saying. It's like, like hard to pick a lane sometimes. Well, I am a really good improviser. Um, this is just me saying this, but I will go to the mat on that one. I'm a pretty good stand-up. Uh, I am a good teacher of improv and of writing but i had a realization recently that i think what i really am above everything oh i'm also an amazing podcast host um i don't know i kind of took it away from you pretty easy (laughs) (laughs) you have rested the crown tame this uh and I never, I never said this out loud before, but I was having a conversation with a guy the other day, and I'm, I've been thinking about a lot of things recently, a lot of different areas of my life. And I was having a conversation with a guy the other day, and I, you know, he, whatever, I won't get into the details, but basically, I was like, I think above everything, and as a part of everything, I am first and foremost a writer. Mm. 
And that plays into all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of the stand-up, obviously. Uh, it's part of the improv. Even though improv, you're supposed to be in the moment, but I am able to both be in the moment and to figure out how to make things work, how to make things end, how to fix things, how to, you know, I'm, I'm writing the show as I'm doing it, obviously, which is what everybody does when they're improvising. Anyway, it was just a weird moment because I remember 20 years ago, I had a girlfriend who was very successful. Hello. And <laughs> she had her manager, she brought her manager to see me do stand-up. And her manager uh, said to her, not to me, but she told me later that her manager was like, I think he's really more of a writer than a performer. And I was like so hurt by that and angry about it because uh, I was like, I am a performer. And I am. I am a performer. Uh, but it's all influenced by the writing stuff. You know? Right. Everything I do, the writing is part of it. And so I think in retrospect... There was something lost in translation there. And she wasn't saying he's a bad performer, but she was saying the way his brain works, this is what's there, you know. And there's part of me that wishes I had really committed to that lane earlier and pushed that 100%. Um, But uh, I'm trying to figure that all out and how to make that work for me and, and... you know, all that stuff. And that's one of the things I want to do with this show. Because the last time I did the show, it did very well, but I was not prepared to parlay that into more success. Mm. And so I kind of did it, and people loved it, and I did a couple of things after that, and then I kind of faded off everybody's radar. And now there's a lot of other stuff going on, and I want to figure out a way. So I guess what I'm saying is come to my show on the 24th of July, and it'll be... Tickets are $50, and there'll be a guy at the door barking at people <laughs> uh, and another person inside to slap them before they sit down so everybody and gets Parking's in the another seat. 50 Parking's another 50 yes. And um, you, have to par- you have to drive there. Well. You can't come by public transportation. No, no, no. It's very out of the way, <laughs> and we're blocking off the station. Lips the don't bus stops. drop off No, there. no, no, no. July 24th. I just, what the thing you said think about a lot i don't know exactly where i'm going with this thought but i think of stephen king says a lot that writing is telepathy um and I any sort of disagree i think telepathy is telepathy well that too but it's connecting to a, a something deeper when the best things are written and performed are someone in the moment um in that creative moment of communing with something a power bigger than them but um in that same way i, I just think i think about it a lot is improv and performing literally just writing um in a different way like writing is always uh you know you know pen to paper or ink through a typewriter or um what's happening (laughs) you know what writing is (laughs) Uh, right but it it could be writing well with an inkwell finger in sand yeah uh why finger in blood worse comes to worse always finger yeah toe but this is all just writing right now in a different way i i wish i was more eloquent this is this is this is telepathy we're doing telepathy so all creation is writing is a a much more succinct way of putting it um but um july 24th is sean's show (laughs) 
<laughs> playing the game uh, that was been created earlier where I tried to wrap things up that are not mine. Oh, you're doing it again. <laughs> yes. But, uh, so that's it for me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm hosting. Yeah. Uh, I actually have something to say on that, too. We're never going to be wrapped up with this podcast, but I think that's something that I'm struggling with. And maybe this podcast isn't the place to talk about it, but... Um, if not here, where? A yoga Skype call? <laughs> I don't think so. Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky Flam. Yeah. Hook me up. So my, my mom, by the way, would gladly talk to you, and she's a great sounding board. Anyway. That would be wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about it later. Grandma Shirley. Today's the day. So... Um, Comedy and acting and performing, they're all things that I dreamt of doing my entire life. But unlike you, Sean, I've never felt great at them. Mm -hmm. um, my job right now where I work, it's not at all fulfilling, but God damn it, I'm good at it. Mm -hmm. And I like dazzle people around me. And um, I don't know. It's like it's like the um, like passion versus like innate skill question. Like versus what paying the bills. Right. Paying the bills is also. But like what determines. What is that? Like gas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I'm just talking like purpose. Yeah. How can I tell what mine is? Mm -hmm. Is it what I'm super fucking? What's like, my special purpose? Am I? Is it the stuff that I'm like Michael Jordan good at? But I don't. It doesn't fulfill anything. Right. But I think that's the point of hobbies. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Dis I, I don't <laughs> disagree. I think, I think hobbies but can like, really do that. Is really People don't have hobbies anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to be making that cheddar. And I think hobbies are good. I think hobbies are fun. And it's just about having fun, like well, not with a purpose in mind. Right. You know, and I also think hobbies except okay. enjoyment. I'm going to do a metaphor for relationships. Oh, boy. But I think a lot is of times... Is this the lumpy pillow metaphor? What is the metaphor there? <laughs> I thought it was actually a Sometimes lumpy Sometimes you hold a lumpy pillow in your arms uh, while you sleep. Literally. But it really is. It's not <laughs> right. a metaphor. <laughs> All right. <laughs> With somebody else there. <laughs> oof. That's... Oof. Okay. Um, so I think sometimes people get in trouble in relationships because there's um, a very romantic notion in our films and our storytelling that you'll meet the one right person who's perfect for you and they will fulfill every possible need you will have as a human being and like, ta-da, everything's done. That's an unrealistic expectation to set onto one human being. I'm trying to equate this to hobbies. Like, like if Jeff doesn't want to talk to me about drag race, which is totally fine, guess what? I've got a group of friends that I talk to about drag race. Not the deepest of examples, I understand. <laughs> but like, what I, I guess I'm equating it to You're talking about like Formula One? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking love cars. <laughs> um, <laughs> hobbies, I think, do that. Where I, th I think maybe we're a little bit miserable because we're putting 
we're asking too much of our careers. Mm-hmm. And hobbies to are... To be 100% fulfilling in yes, every Yes, and hobbies are there respect. to like fill in those holes. So in this case, your career is like your girlfriend mm-hmm. or boyfriend or husband. I got a husband, bro. Or wife. <laughs> no disrespect. Or lover or companion uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah, no, we get it. Uh, and your hobby is like your side piece. No! Your hobby is like your friends or your mother or like people that you have a different relationship. Friends with benefits. Mm. It's not sex. That I knew oh. that that's where you're going to go, but I just mean you have different relationships with different people. You're not meant to just... You get this from this person, this from that person, those from these people. Your, your main sustenance is from that marriage, mm-hmm. but they're not expected to carry everything. Just like your career isn't... If it doesn't fulfill you creatively... Maybe you take a sewing class on Saturday, which is my parting shot. Um, I also bought a sewing machine this week. I might be having a smidge of an early midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> With a maniacal laugh. <laughs> hey, it's better to have it too early than too late, you know? Because if you have it too late, it's too late. You, you want to be fashionably early. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I bought a sewing machine. I took a sewing class a couple years ago. I, don't, I remember I talked about it on this Where podcast. did you buy the sewing machine? On a whim, at work, there's a thing called, I think I've talked about it before, called Babbel, where it's basically like a bulletin board electronically for everyone in the company. It's an email that's sent to everyone. Uh-huh. And I just said, in search of a super basic sewing machine, is anyone looking to sell theirs? Didn't think anything would come of it. In five minutes, I got three hits. Wow. So I got a $30 sewing machine. So do you have to load the thread into the sewing machine? Mm-hmm. That's how I almost failed seventh grade. I still do. Need I could not load the sewing machine for my sewing class for ten weeks. It's hard. I could not load the sewing. machine. I have machine. a little bit of anxiety, but I'm going to learn how to make a kimono on Saturday. Oh, that seems it like doesn't going seem, a kimono doesn't zero seem to like ninety. A, no, I, mean, I feel class, like a kimono is a kimono is like you know you just uh, bzz, done. <laughs> you <kimono>. know, <laughs> kimono. <laughs> kimono sounds like a town in New Jersey. <laughs> Welcome to kimono. <laughs> Uh, we need um, uh, uniforms for Dynasty. Oh, oh! Now I'm getting hired. And we were thinking kimonos. <laughs> uh, we'll see how this. Please one goes. don't do uniforms for Dynasty. Oh, we have. I mean, Are they going to be magical? Dress like little bellboys. That's what I'm picturing. Like, no. remember in California Adventure when it was the Twilight Zone ride? I never. I've never been. To That's what I was picturing. Like very like 40s. I don't think we're going to go right to that this adventure. way, sir. Here yeah, are your yeah, seats. Yeah. We're thinking. Right Can I get you some popcorn? Jumpsuits. Jumpsuit? We have a lot, lots of ideas. Not good ones. Uh, we're gonna do it right when we do it, but um, Brooks. Maybe you should all dress as like 1920s era gangsters. Yeah, just have theme days. Like today's pajama day. Well, when we did it on <laughs> Valentine's Day, we got everyone striped shirts and like I'm sure I talked about it on the podcast and uh, kerchiefs. Nope, kerchiefs and. Like straw hats and it was like straw hats. Gon- Interesting Classic choice. Valentine's Day straw hats. It was hats. gondola. Oh, I thought you were gonna. S- I thought you're doing French, and I was like, yeah. I, w- I thought you were clearly Stripe- setting us up Stripe for shirt a to me is beret. very French. Yeah. Oh, it, it's but Italian. it's also gondola driver. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure. I know it's Italian, Andrew. <laughs> but it was so fun. People wanted to talk to them. People wanted to talk to the people because they were like, "What are you wearing, and why are you wearing that?" Well, I think it's just important at any place. Like people still can be like, they're not quite sure who works there. We got name tags, which is helping. Mm. Um, but now, 
Yeah, part of the experience. Does it say what their favorite movie is on the name tag? No. Is that another place? Universal Studios. Oh, got it. Also Arclight. Oh, also Arclight. I just saw Toy Story 4. I thought it's great. It was so good. Hey, so Jamie. Yeah. Checking out what you got going for us. Thank you. Well, um, oh, I was going to say, as far as hobbies (laughs) go, I've been, um, (laughs) I'm going to open a box shortly. I am, I've been collecting little miniature things for some years. Little animals and uh, just small things. Every once in a while. (laughs) I, I swear to God, every once in a while, Jamie peels back another layer, and I remember that he is insane. <laughs> that one's insane. Uh, but like, what small things? Lots of little animals. Um, Where do you keep them? I have a display of in them. the tiny zoo. <laughs> it really is kind of a little tiny zoo. When I went to uh, Monterey, the aquarium, like a lot of they had like you know little plastic like penguins and. Sea life. Uh, I got sense. some uh, otters. Oh, it's the cutest. Octopi. Are they on their tummies eating? Octopuses. Octopuses. <laughs> uh, Octopi. But I Octopi is not a real word. Is it really not? No. Hmm. Octopus is a Greek word, so the plural is octopuses. Not octopi. Octopuses sounds disgusting. <laughs> it's not octopuses. Also, octopus. I didn't say it was. I'm saying it's not. Okay, me too. Where did puss come <laughs> We're from? We're on the same page. Like a puss is a cat and a aquatic fucking insane animal. Animal. What are you talking about? Puss. Is an aquatic animal puss and boots? <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> That's got to be a thing already, right? Is an aquatic animal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With that's fucking insane and Because it's like eight cat? Is that what it means? Eight no. cat. What does puss mean? Puss it's has an animal. It's thing. like a bad face. Like why wipe that puss. That's off what it means in Greek. Face. Yeah. I don't believe it. So wipe you one that bit. wipe that wipe those eight faces off. That's octopus. They're so wrong. He's got eight arms. Those idiot Greeks. Octopuses are terrifying to me. They are. They're really crazy. smart too. They're really I know. smart. They they're can smarter walk than we are. And they're like things. alien brains. Ugh. I mean, sea life. They must be scared of us though, because we're so dummies. We're the worst. Um, but I got a, a book um, about a month or two ago of um, actually the next step in what I want to start building miniature worlds. Like, I mean, railroad. You know, miniature railroad is is kind of typically. One of the no, I mean dollhouses. Uh, <laughs> no verbs in these sentences. Another, I mean railroads, and you know, of course, skyscrapers. But then, you know, Typically. also mansions. Who's and to say? Occasionally, <laughs> a tennis court with a with a steamroller on it. You know, why not? You can build any small world you want. But I have, it, it's you seem crazy. Go ahead. That's a new world, and with them, it's an outlet. That I want to explore more, and um, with 3D printing now, oh I boy. feel like that's the. N- I don't have a 3D printer, but I want to get one. But then you can just <laughs> make anything in your little world. I don't have a million dollars, but I want to get it. Me too. 3D printing. Make Isn't it? Pla- is it plastic? I don't know. I think it is. Because I feel like we're. I'll tell you this much: whatever it is, it's 3D. It's in three dimensions. Aren't we trying to reduce plastic use? Jesus Christ, Jamie. Why does it be a small amount? (laughs) There's a fucking island the size of Texas in the ocean, so, you know. 
Well, I'll look into this. So you're gonna build a tiny zoo with a bunch of railroads around it? Yeah, just it's like as as an other interest that like I'm excited to explore more in the coming years. This is your hobby. It it is. You just said hobbies were good, and now you're like some hobbies are good. (laughs) I can't wait. Well, we'll see. Where do you have room? For they're all small. Yeah. Like, yeah. For these worlds. I mean. I don't know yet. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> what would you like to do today? Would you like to go to the African Welt or Antarctica? Uh, the African yeah, will Welt? it be by like bio ecosystems? The animals I think are just an entry point. Like I'm thinking more it is like more like the architecture. Perhaps you'd like to accompany me to a valley. High in the Himalayas. A high valley? Yes. <laughs> All right. The floor of the valley is over 10,000 feet. Oh, that's oh wow. Cool. That's cool. But that is the world, like, yeah, nature worlds and tree worlds. And what, do you, you don't think there's high valleys in the Himalayas? No, I... Jesus I'm fucking so Christ. There's a salad dressing based on those valleys that are high. What? Called the Hidden Valley Ranch. I'm scared. Does not imply <laughs> high, but it literally is in the Himalayas. That is where Hidden Valley Ranch is. Okay, there's a, been a. If you listened to the last episode, perhaps you have some context for this. I, there's a box that's been presented <laughs> to me, a tin box that says fossil. It's on from it. Scott Waterhouse in Queensland, Australia. Does he that mailed make you want to do us. a certain voice? <laughs> Ring it oh, any bell? <laughs> oh, it's a box. Let's, um, see, Let's what see what's inside here. the box. It's from Queensland, Australia. Yeah, Queensland? Um, is it South Australia? So I know sp- what it is. Speaking of hobbies, Scott, I know that's carbs a cool things. Ass hobby. Yeah. I am honored. And he made one for Vanessa, too, and Oliver. I've seen him making these on Instagram for like the last year or two. This is so cool. My own spoon. I've had a spoon made for me. I know. This is the first time. Um, well, Yours Scott, is really pretty. There's a description of the kind of wood and stuff. Yeah, I have well, to find the letter. I took I a picture of the letter, so I could just send it to you. Yeah, That's I took so a picture sweet. of the letter, and I took a picture of my prescription. <laughs> now I don't have to buy a gift for the new baby. <laughs> Here's a spoon. I'll just cross that out and put Francie. Um, well, this is so cool, and I'm so glad to open it on air. <laughs> I like, like how you took both spoons, and you're looking to see what else could possibly be in there. <laughs> There's uh, $100,000? Uh, uh, <laughs> is there no fork? Where's the knife? No, it's these are and they're small spoons. He's so generous. He um, carved these spoons himself, obviously, and he there was one for Sean. There was one for me. There was one for Andrew. There was one for Joe and you and Vanessa. Oh, and Jeff. Jeff got one. That Come is on. What the hell? I was thinking earlier in this podcast when you mentioned um, Jeff coming back from a run and saying, all right, give me those stretches. Uh-huh. How cute that is. Like, just how, like what a little peek into your world. He's like, cute. He's a catch. He's nice. Yeah. I was thinking it'd be nice if Scott had carved an extra uh, spoon for me that was like for a player to be named later. Oh. You know? TBD. Yeah. TBD. I bet he hears this <laughs> and he's carving right now. Uh, that's the secret. You got to carve a spoon for your. <laughs> just keep other. it by the door. <laughs> that's how I found. Jeff. This is for you. <laughs> this is my place, and this is your spoon. <laughs> uh, Don't eat hard ice cream with it. 
No. That's the one thing. Hard ice cream? Just let it soften, baby. That's another thing. Rachel was over this past weekend and got a, a, a milk ice cream. Uh, <laughs> a cashew milk ice cream, I think. Uh, oh, fuck her. That sounds bad. <laughs> It was, it's so fucking good. No, it might, maybe it's just the almond milk ice cream. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Move on to the next it's, one. It's really good, but it's like... Whatever the case, <laughs> fuck her. It's in my freezer. What, am I not going to go to my freezer four times a day and just scoop it into my mouth? Yes. Make my mouth good with that. Um, so you're saying she should not bring over ice cream to your place? No, I think I just need to continue working on myself so I can be okay with the open thing of ice cream in my fridge freezer. well whatever the case don't eat it with that spoon unless you let it sit for a while i won't do anything to hurt this spoon this spoon's gonna go with my little animals in fact i'm gonna put some little animals in the but that's like you're eating whole animals what is that imagery hi oh. welcome to my spoon zoo <laughs> that's pretty creepy all right this, this seems sp- like a good place to <laughs> welcome wrap it to up. my spoon zoo um, <laughs> Thanks for listening. Do you want to go on a double date with me, my friend John? <laughs> he has some spoons too. <laughs> Jamie's not respecting my authority. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I respect you and I'm shutting up. So thanks for listening. Um, rate us on iTunes. Follow us in all the different places. We have a different name every place, so it's kind of like a fun puzzle. If you can figure it out, you get to follow our... You know, Andy Daly and I have been doing this Great American Cabinet of Curiosities show, Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing where every week... It's like this is called Cabinet. Every week we plug our Instagram and our Twitter, and they are two different names that are close enough together that you're never going to remember either of them, and you're not going to remember the name of the show. And it's pretty goddamn hilarious. Well, what's the common denominator on these shows? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the, the fact that I had nothing to do with either of them. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. You're the best. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.